Warning. Anime Out of Context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And just like all of the fans of Game of Thrones for the finale, I'm thrown into irreparable disappointment. (laughs) I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Way to date our podcast, man. (laughs) That's great. This is gonna, someone might listen to us maybe like 10, 15 years down the line. Yeah, that's real optimistic of you. (laughs) Hey. The optimism is all that's keeping me going, Remington. And they'll listen to that and be like, oh, that's when this came out. That was so long ago. We have Game of Thrones in space now. Oh, God. (laughs) Which, unironically, I think I would watch that. I don't watch Game of Thrones in the first place. We did our test episode on Game of Thrones. And if that ever sees the light of day, there will be even more people that hate you. <laughs> here's a little here's a little teaser for our episode zero on Game of Thrones. I've always had bad opinions. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very uh, clearly established fact. But hey, maybe uh, the most recent season will lighten that blow just a little bit. Because after all, can a whole series be ruined by an ending? Maybe. (laughs) I mean, from the sounds of it, a whole season has been ruined by a whole season, so... Yeah, it's hard to say. But Game of Thrones, I'm personally not entirely caught up yet, so we'll, we'll have to see where I stand. But honestly, you don't come to this podcast to hear Game of Thrones. Or if you do, you're vastly in the wrong place. <laughs> you have gone to the wrong, wrong podcast. I mean, it, it, there's literally two anime dudes on the cover, and those anime dudes are us. So I feel like if you wanted Game of Thrones trivia, you should go to the one that has pictures of the Starks and Targaryens, maybe? I, are there podcasts like that? I I know very little about Game of Thrones generally, but probably. <laughs> Yeah, there's got to be a Game of Thrones fan cast out there, and they are probably very upset. So go watch those if they're any good. If they're not, come back to us. We're passable at least. <laughs> but Remington, it's been a minute. How you feeling? Last couple weeks have been a bit rough for you, wouldn't you say? Yeah. No, first of all, not only have I been watching terrible, terrible anime, I've been dealing like with moving and just a bunch of busy stuff. And life has been crazy, and I've had to deal with bullshit anime for weeks, especially bad shonen. Things have been rough. Things have been rough on the podcast. Yeah, but Remington, it's for the greater good. People enjoy your suffering to the uh, to the greatest of extremes, and quite frankly, I'm with them. You deserve a little bit of punishment <laughs> here and there. There's at least three people who disagree, and that would be me, myself, and I. <laughs> Oh, man, but Remington, to be completely fair, you bashed a lot of shows that people really enjoyed and are still going to enjoy, so... Well, maybe show me something good and I won't bash it. Well, that... (laughs) (laughs) What an interesting segue, Remington. 
because I actually do plan to show you something that I think is quite good. Ah, uh, if you think it's quite good, that doesn't mean much. Oh, Remington. Let me ask, did you used to find it quite good too, about the age of 13 or so? <laughs> it did not exist when I was 13. Oh, thank God. All right, things are starting off good. <laughs> like most things around that time, anything related to 13-year-old me just should be forgotten about for the most part. Ideally. Okay. Okay, so things are looking up. So what are we doing this? This week, Sean. Well, Remington, I don't know if you recall, but uh, near the beginning of the year, I wanted to do an episode on my top three anime of 2018. Oh, okay. So I assume that we're going to be doing one of the other two that you presented me with. We ended up going with A Place Further Than the Universe, which was great. Which I would consider to be my favorite anime of, uh, of 2018, and possibly... One of my favorite anime of all time. It's uh, currently sitting at the top of my list. It was great. And the other two sounded interesting as well. So I'm going to guess we're doing one of those. We are. And normally I would be, you know, continuing the trend and giving you the option to choose between the two. But the thing is, Remington, I'm not entirely certain my opinion from when we recorded the universe episode is exactly the same as it is today. Oh, shit. Does that mean one of them you don't like as much? Uh, I still like it a lot, but I don't know if it is better than some of the other ones in my top 10, let's say, of 2018. Uh, or if it is just barely inside the list. I would definitely put it at the number three slot for me, uh, but I don't, or possibly the number four slot. I don't know. There's a couple that kind of <laughs> flip-flop in there. I was so certain after I uh, rec after we recorded the first uh, episode involving this, just because of recency uh, bias, uh, it was a show that had just started airing near the end of the year, and I had just... Uh, finished catching up on it, and I had a thoroughly enjoyable experience about it. And I just rewatched it for research sake, and I thought, you know what, this is still a really good show, but I don't know if it's really in my top three anymore. It could still be, but there are so many other shows out there that were almost just as good, maybe a little better, or at least in the contender for. Uh, but then again, it could just be a weird shift in personal taste that has happened in the months since we've recorded this. Because after all, we've talked about a lot of anime. Oh, yeah. So if I remember correctly, there uh, the other two, there was sci-fi mystery romance, I think. And then there was letters, war... And some other word that I can't recall. Empathy. Empathy, yes. Okay, so those were the two different ones. And both of them sounded pretty interesting. But I still don't really know what to expect with either of them. Nor do I really know which one you're going with today. Well, Remington, the one I'm going to go with today is the most vague of the three, which is the sci-fi mystery romance. Okay. And honestly, I think I might have misattributed uh, it a little bit. Oh. I would say it's more supernatural with sci-fi elements than it is purely sci-fi. Okay. Interesting. Because the setting is in our... Uh, in our lives, essentially. You know, it's a slice of life type show, but it has a supernatural mystery element to it. Just the way they characterize the uh, supernatural nature of it is they try to explain the strange occurrences using popular quantum physics theories. Oh boy, oh boy. Now, are they spot on accurate and exactly explain what's going on? No, but they're just kind of a 
guideline and a general way of getting you to under uh, a general idea of what's going on from a possibly logical perspective in a situation that logic doesn't really apply. All right, that'll probably annoy me a little bit, but it, I but I may be able to get through it. Yeah, no, I mean that's really big. The most people's biggest complaint with the show. Uh, and honestly, it's just a matter of taste for that at that point, because they use the quantum theory stuff pretty decently. Uh, the first one they use is going to be obvious. Everybody's favorite theoretical quantum theory experiment, which is, um, uh, you know, Schrodinger's cat. Oh, boy. The one that's misused so frequently. All right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, they use it in a way that they're not saying that that's the reason for everything that's going on. They're just saying that's the best way to logically... Lay it out so it's uh, easier for the audience to understand. Because weirdly enough, a very uh, complicated yet straightforward physics um, theoretical experiment is an easy way for people to understand a supernatural experience. Which, uh, 10 years ago, I don't think that would have been the case. But everybody knows about the Schrodinger cat experiment or uh, quote unquote experiment. It never actually happened, but, you know. Quantum experiment. Yeah, yeah. And... (laughs) I actually ended up doing a little bit of research on the different uh, theories in this show just to kind of oh, see boy. how they would attribute, and uh, my head hurts. Yep, yep. Uh, I Okay, I worry that that is going to be a strong con because I am a, a science nerd and have definitely read quite a bit on things like this, and so it's a little bit annoying when it's completely butchered, but what, what else does it have going for it? Well, it has probably one of the best three-episode love stories I've ever seen in anime. Will we see those three episodes? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the first three episodes of the series. Oh, perfect. All right. Yeah, and honestly, Remington, to make you feel a little better, we're only going to be watching those three episodes. Oh, per- all right. Things are sounding great and so it, far. And it's only a 12-episode anime. Which is always an objective plus. Although there is a movie in the makes to tell the final story uh, set in this world. That can be acceptable if it's like, here's some additional stuff that needs to be told rather than, ah, shit, we just didn't tell what we wanted to tell. It's more along the lines of throughout the entire 12-episode run, uh, they have set up a bunch of different characters and a bunch of different um, mysteries to be kind of layered throughout. And there's one overarching mystery about uh, one specific character and his connection to another character. And little hints are dropped throughout the show uh, and makes you think, oh, okay, what's going on here? What's the exact circumstance behind this? Uh, who is this person? What is this person? Why is this person? Things of that nature. But in the show itself, they don't actually get to that bit. So the movie is supposed to be her story. Uh, just it's the, the movie is the sequel to the show is basically what it is. Okay, so, so far you're not instilling in me a lot of confidence. I'll be honest. Honestly, I think it's probably the best way they could have done it aside from, because they can't, they don't have enough content to give us a whole nother season, right? But they set up a bunch of stuff for a uh, certain story that didn't need to be completed in these this 12-episode arc, but they still wanted to complete it, so the next best thing, rather than a whole new season surrounding one story that could have just been dragged out uh, immensely, is to make it into a movie which is about the length of two to three episodes, which is usually how long the arcs in the story are. Uh, okay, so we've got that there's a movie and the mysterious girl or some shit and quantum physics jargon. What exactly is this anime? Okay, so Remington, uh, you're oh, going- Oh, here we go. <laughs> 
Uh, let me just say that this is a very well-written show. Okay. It's very, uh, it's got a lot of good characters in it. It's got, oh, it's very, Jesus. it's very, uh, good in what it does, and it has a lot of decent humor. But the biggest turnoff of this show is probably the name. Oh, no. Uh, and it's, bear with me, folks. The name is kind of strange and long. All right, stop with the preamble. Let's get to it. Uh, the name of this show is called Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. What in the actual fuck? Well, it's a light novel. Uh, of course it is. Why? Uh... <laughs> okay, so let let me just break that down. Let me process for a fucking moment. Okay. All right. So Rascal, presumably Rascal is the main character? Uh, He is a Rascal, yes, but it is not his name. Okay. He's Is it his nickname? Uh, One of the characters refers to him as being a bit of a Rascal the whole time. Uh, okay, sure. All right, so, so the guy who's little Rascal, Rascal, uh, he he definitely is not into bunny girl senpai. What the fuck? Okay, I, I don't know. What? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Remington, are you familiar with the uh, concept of the bunny girl? No! You're why not? I, why would I be familiar with bunny, like, playboy bullshit? What are we in? You're not too far off. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, so, oh, wow, I didn't think I'd have to explain this. I thought you would have known what a bunny girl is. What is it? Like, my only frame of reference would be Playboy. And that's a weird frame of reference, frankly. Uh, yeah, you're not far off. Uh, <laughs> God. Bunny girl is a popular, um, uh, costume idea. Especially in Japan. Uh, the idea is it's just, you know, uh, essentially like a leotard with tights, a bunny tail, and a bunny ears. Why is the bunny part necessary? Yeah, because it adds a bit of playful animal nature to it, and some people like that. Okay, okay, and so you have a, a teacher who's trying to be weird and sexy? There's no teachers in this. Hold up! <laughs> Senpai, not sensei. Oh god, it's all the same. It's not they're very different. Every everything is the same. You can be in love with your senpai, but if you're in love with your sensei, then you might have some problems or you might just have domestic girlfriend. Which in (laughs) and of itself is a lot of problems now that I think about it. Okay, but okay, okay. So clearly he is, in fact, in love with Bunny Girl Senpai. Yeah. Just says he does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. But also he obviously does. Well, yeah. What the fuck is this? <laughs> would you would you believe that this is a story about uh, character growth and coming of age and dealing with adolescent problems? Uh, sure. Uh, I don't usually do this, but uh, the other thing that is a turnoff is the uh, promotional art because it oh, God. doesn't help a whole lot. But believe it or not, there is a story-based reason for the bunny girl outfit. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. We're going into kill a kill territory now. No, it's just kind of an afterthought thing. It's more of a a, a hook from the outside. It, it draws the perverts <laughs> I hate this in so much. And then it tells a really uh, touching and nice story. But oh, here, here's Jesus. the promotional art. What the fuck? Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, so Sean has just showed me a picture of, of a bunny girl, of a sexualized bunny girl. That's it. Yep, yep. And uh, this is still a very good and impactful and well-written story. <laughs> God. 
I this is the hardest part, Remington, is getting past the title. The title is Light Novel as Hell, and it is kind of a baity uh title, but the title does make sense in the context of the story. Okay, so what the fuck is the story, Sean? Uh well <laughs> The story is this. There is a popular rumor, a popular theory of supernatural events happening. Uh, you know how these like cryptid-esque rumors uh, tend to permeate cultures and such. Uh, and yeah, there's actually they're like, oh man, there's a there's a scary rabbit Sasquatch, and so they go to find the scary rabbit Sasquatch, only to find it's not actually a scary rabbit Sasquatch. The main character who's separated from his friends because he lost a bet or some shit to go further into the woods, he sees that no, in fact, it's just Bunny Girl Senpai sexually dancing around in the woods, and she's like, oh, don't tell them about me, and he's like, oh, of course I won't, but of course we have to keep meeting every week otherwise bullshit and that's the story that's how it goes not even close <sighs> not even close the closest thing you have is he runs into her dressed as a bunny girl that's it <laughs> i hate everything but there is a All reason right, so for we got it. A, we got a rumor of spooky shit uh and the the specific rumor is the idea of adolescent syndrome or puberty syndrome not to be confused with chunibyo Okay. And the idea is that supernatural things can happen to uh, young people uh, due to uh, pent-up emotion and complicated feelings and... You got spooky hormones. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> it's the same kind... It, it explains things like body switching, um, mind reading... Yeah, you know, those classic tropes, you know, uh, like what happened in uh, Your Name. Uh, you know, just these classic fun little rumors that can be twisted into a fun little uh, slice of life coming of age story. Okay. And the idea is that uh, it's a rare condition that only affects uh, youths and teenagers. And it's uh, supernatural that nobody really realizes it's a thing because how can you prove something like that? It's one of those- Cause you're in a different fucking body. Well, yeah, it's not all specifically body switching all the time. Cause you can read fucking minds. Exactly. Hey, uh, all right, how could you possibly prove that? Think of something, this is what you were thinking, ba-boom. Yeah. Science, cunt. And so it's just one of those things that might happen or might not happen. And, it, and the story surrounds this one fellow who is surrounded by these scenarios. And the idea is this main character, uh, Sakuta Asugawa. Asu, as, Azusagawa. Azusagawa? <laughs> Japanese, man. It's a, it's a language. It's a language. Put that on a shirt. Japanese. It's a language. <laughs> I can't tell if that's offensive or not. If it is, I'm sorry. If not, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's be honest. It's hilarious either way. All right. So we got Sakura. Yep, Sakuta. And he uh, was a quote-unquote survivor of this syndrome. And one day, he is at the library, and he runs into, or rather, he notices that there is a girl walking around in a bunny girl outfit. Just casually chilling. Yes, yes just walking around, kind of looking at people and uh, waving at them, looking around them, getting in front of them, that kind of thing. Oh, my God, it's just Sixth Sense, but with a bunny girl. Not too far off, but not quite. <laughs> not, not, not as much death. <laughs> Which I know is a turnoff for you, but... It's a damn shame. <laughs> and uh, he recognizes this girl as my Sakurajima. 
but of course. Uh, one of his, uh, a third year in his high school, uh, who is a child actor, actress prodigy, uh, who was famous for uh, acting in some child dramas and some commercials and stuff, and is a bit of a minor celebrity. Uh, and recently she had stopped her career for reasons unknown and hasn't really interacted with anybody at his school at all. And though she is well-known, people just kind of avoid her. Uh, until Sakata sees her walking around in this bunny girl costume, and then despite, you know, his better instincts, he ends up talking to her. Because let's be real, if you saw some one of your classmates walking around in a bunny girl outfit, it'd be kind of hard to justify talking to them without seeming like a creep. All right, this is weird. Continue. Yep. And even though she's in this getup, nobody around her notices her. Very sixth sense, as you mentioned, uh, except for Sakuta. And of course, him noticing her uh, sparks a conversation between them being like, oh, you can see me. Well, that's nice. Bye. Uh, and walks, walks away. Oh. And then a couple of things happen and essentially uh, realizes that she's kind of going through her own version of puberty syndrome or adolescent syndrome, whatever you want to call it where people can't see her except for some people during certain times of day. And uh, the show is literally him helping her uh, figure out what blockage is causing this, uh, this supernatural experience and removing it, as well as other girls throughout the show. I'm trying real hard to be optimistic right now. Conceptually, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. But Remington... It's actually really well written, and the characters are really enjoyable, and I can't help but really enjoy this show. It's one of those ones that's a little tricky to explain, but once you start watching it, you realize all of the good things, and you realize this isn't a bad show, and it's got some really interesting uh, messages on adolescence and character development, as well as, honestly, some pretty funny deadpan dialogue, which i am always been a fan of. Sakata uh, at first comes off as your typical, you know, fairly bland protagonist, Oof. but quickly asserts himself as a character with personality who enjoys making fun of the other people, has a quick wit, and uh, occasionally makes perverted jokes just in a deadpan way that is honestly hilarious. All right, so and... I- I'm going. I'm going to believe. I'm going to accept and hope for all of the best with this show despite being so tilted and confused in my current state. Because frankly, I feel at this point, I need some optimism. I need some hope because it has been a rough few weeks and I need something. And if that something is some weird bunny girl supernatural bull crap, then sure, let's give it a go and hope that that is the thing. Remington, if it makes you feel better, it's got an 8.5 on Mal. That's a really high rating. Yeah, it's currently rated number 109 of all anime. Wow, okay, very high, but Mm -hmm. also, I don't trust the weeb. I mean, you've liked most of the things that have had an 8.5 or higher rating. How many things have had an 8.5 or higher? Um... I feel like we may have had two others. Give me a second. Uh, this is why we have an editor, Dylan. We've done a couple, Remington. We've Most of them have been some of the shows you've really liked. There's only been like two that you didn't have a big uh, fan mm, of. More than that. <laughs> After reviewing the list, definitely more than that. I mean, to be fair, it does only have Crocono Basket's third season. Oh, God. Crocono Basket, Helsing, 
JoJo, Cowboy Bebop. I just hold on, hold on, hold on. You did not just put Cowboy Bebop in the same like category as Kuroko No Basket. The Weebs did. Why are you yelling at them, Sean? <laughs> I can't believe you're comparing the two. They're very different. The Weebs. The Weebs put him in the ranking together, Sean. That's just anime overall ranked, and <laughs> Cowboy Bebop is uh like. 0.25% higher than oh, okay. that. Well, excuse me, 0.25 uh, stars higher, uh, which is a big number when you're talking, you know, increments uh, a maximum of 10. And the the higher... weebs are putting them together. I did not. I'm just saying I'm not a huge fan of either. <laughs> anyway, continuing, that rating means very little. I'm, I'm very conflicted going into this. Would it help you if I told you the title of the other books in the series? What? Oh, yeah, no, because the, the it's a series of books, right? Okay. Because uh, light novels, you know, they're short, thin, easy to read. You can get through them in about a day. Yeah. Uh, each book uh, centers around a different character and their different uh, syndrome. Uh, the first one is Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, which is my Sakurajima, who is best girl. Uh... And just a good character overall. There's also Rascal Does Not Dream of Little Devil Kohai. There's Rascal Does Not Dream of a Logical Witch. Rascal Does Not Dream of an Idol with a Sister Complex. What the fuck Rascal is Does all Not Dream shit? of House Sitting Little Sister. Rascal Does Not Dream of a Dreaming Girl. And Rascal Does Not Dream of a Girl Experiencing Her First Love. Uh, there's a few. Uh, the titles get progressively shit. worse as you go down. I am so grateful that they stuck with Bunny Girl Senpai because it is the least offensive of the lot. You, you are really pushing my optimism to the limits, Sean. I swear to God, Remington, this is actually a really decent show. Uh, whether or not it remains in my top three of 2018, I can't say for certain. But it's still a good show. Okay. Oh, this was going to be the hardest sell. It's actually one of the ones I wanted you to choose first because I can't, I could not wait to see how you would react to this. And, oh, man. What the fuck? I'm getting just some pleasure of explaining this, honestly. This is good stuff. I'm so tilted and confused, and I want to be optimistic, but I don't know, man. <laughs> Trust me, conceptually and title and art aside, like promotional art, the art style in the show is actually really good, and it has a really good use of CG characters. Uh, I highly recommend oh looking God. into it. Uh, you won't notice the CG characters unless you're looking for them, which is good. That's what CG is supposed to do. But nevertheless, Remington, I like this show. The editor likes this show. Hundreds upon thousands of people love this show. It's a decent show, well worth watching, and... We're going to go watch the first three episodes right now. Let's go watch some Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming the first three episodes of the hit 2018 anime... Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. And Remington, it was kind of a bit of a weird start for a, for a podcast, wouldn't you say? I kind of led you down a very strange path before we got into the show itself. How are you feeling now? I mean, the title and the premise led me down that path. You had to do very little along that journey. But I feel like the way I presented it added just the right amount of bullshit to make you even more tilted than you would have been if you had just read it off of a piece of paper. I was pretty tilted. Uh, going into it, I mean, it's obviously way better than what I've been subjected to for most of the past 
last few weeks. Okay, and where does that leave you? I think that I like it, but I sort of want to hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) You think you like it, but you want to hate it? Yeah, I think so. Why? I think just some of the dialogue and character choices, which we'll get into more, it just, it, it was an interesting journey. Uh, And an interesting journey is how most people like to describe the show, Remington. I said in the beginning that uh, the concept alone kind of turned a lot of people off from this show in a similar way of Domestic Girlfriend, but not to as dramatic of an extent as you might imagine. Uh, But once people watched the first three episodes of this show, they were instantly hooked and thought, well, this is a strange journey, but I think I really like this show. I'm not proud to say it, but I think Domestic Girlfriend actually ranks higher than this one for me. Oh, God, that... mm. (laughs) You couldn't keep one controversial (laughs) statement out of this episode. I thought this would be a treat for you, Remington. I thought this would be just a nice, simple way to get you away from all the stuff that you really disliked by, you know, having a bit of a curveball with a weird concept. But I, I, I guess we can't have anything nice in this world. I just don't know how nice this was, but let, let's delve into it a little bit more deeply, shall we? Yes, but before we do, we have some people to thank for this episode, Remington. Uh, hilariously enough, this might be our most requested episode. Oh my god, really? Uh, possibly. Uh, granted, uh, just by searching the word bunny in my, uh, list of recommendations has left me with a lot of, uh, options, and some shows are- there's more than one show that has the word bunny in the title is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but essentially, I would like to thank the people who did recommend this particular bunny-related show is- do you say that? <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> oh, no, no, he put his real name at the bottom. Thank God. Uh, so thank you, Samuel, Jerry, Matthew, 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 I know how to read, uh, Ellen, uh, Matthias, uh, Hugh, I think that's Hugh, H-U-W, that sounds like Hugh, uh, K-J, <laughs> you're nailing this. Oh, God, there's some names here. Uh, Lightning0491, what a great <laughs> username. Uh, Joshua, Leo, and uh, Changeling. That's a lot of people, Remington, and a lot of them didn't have real names. <laughs> well, some of them were, but some of them were just a bit odd. Like, I don't think Jerry's a real name. That's a lot of people that I'm probably going to disappoint. Oh, I'm sure you will. A lot of people thought that this would be a show that would be quite a treat for you, because honestly, overall, the opinion of the show is quite high. Yeah. And Remington, you're about to crush everyone's hopes and dreams, so let's see where this goes. Remington, what are your thoughts? Where should we start, Sean? Should we start with story, with characters? Uh, let's start with the story, because the characters are the biggest part of this show and what a lot of people really love about this show. And the story is kind of there to facilitate the characters in a lot of ways. So I was curious what you thought of it. Overall, I think that the story is a pretty good one. It's an interesting idea to have one character try to help another. I think that already there's been some weirder bits that they better try to explain better 
especially in episode three, but especially for the first two episodes, I think that it's quite strong, especially conceptually. You have a very interesting as well as metaphorical message that has quite a bit of symbolism, but also is just fun to watch. And so to see these characters engage with that, I think overall is strong foundations. Which is a very nice thing for you to say for once, Remington. You can say nice things. I'm so proud of you. I mean, I said that I think I liked this one. That is true, but you also like a lot of trash. <laughs> and I don't think this is trash, so it leads me to be a bit skeptical. I'm on the fence. <laughs> All right, then, Remington. If you think the story is good, then you must have issues with the characters. That must be where you're feeling very hesitant, and which is going to cause a lot of grief because uh, this is the show that people love the characters more than the story. Yeah! I mean, there are elements of the characters that I really enjoy. The fact that they actually did put effort into creating them. We don't have a bland bitch protagonist, which is always a relief. But there are some really prominent flaws here. Like what? Well, most of my flaws have to do with our protagonist, as they tend to do. You have a really divine hatred towards male uh, shonen protagonists. Well, not shonen. This isn't really shonen. I suppose you could call it it, but it's really more seinen than shonen because it deals with some heavier topics as well as some slight sexual innuendo that doesn't handles it a bit differently from shonen. Point is... You don't like male protagonists in anime very much. So That's because most of them suck, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. So what are your issues with Sakata? A lot of people really enjoy him. Oh, God, he's so far up his own ass. Yeah, and that's why people like him. But it's so annoying. I thought that especially near the beginning, the writing and the dialogue, particularly with the main character, it was a little too precious for my liking. Like, if you took the writing of John Green and then you tried to satirically emphasize all of the bits that people don't like about it, that's where it hits sometimes. Where, yeah, sure, we get it. You're clever and disenfranchised. But Jesus Christ, it just tried to put itself above too many times and not in a way where it's just oh yes the character is full of himself which he is and most people will realize that but which nonetheless you're supposed to sincerely believe how smart and how how almost wise he is in these ways and it's just silly he's so far up his own ass and I, honestly, Remington, that's kind of the point. He's supposed to come across as a character that appears to be wise in a lot of ways and does occasionally say some really proper uh, intelligent things. But at the same time, this is a coming of age story in a lot of ways. And as the show progresses and as we get more involved with the characters, we start to realize that, yes, these guys are... Uh, saying some right things, but they're also kind of wrong about a lot of other things. And sure, I understand that this show does it better than many. However, it's still, you're meant to see these as almost endearing qualities of the man, which is absolutely absurd. It is so irritating, so annoying. It's only more so the fact that it's trying to pretend that these are great. It's like Edward Cullen in Twilight, where it's like, wow, isn't it great that he's a stalker? No, it's not that he's a sociopath stalker. That's not good qualities. You 
can have these qualities in a person, but don't pretend that they're good. Something like domestic girlfriend at least is willing to present it as toxic and bad, whereas this one romanticizes those things way too heavily. I disagree, Remington. They do emphasize a lot of the bad qualities and romanticize it a bit, but at the same time, the characters are equally bad in their own rights and ultimately want the best for the other characters, even if they do like to poke fun at each other. But I'm not saying that they're ultimately toxic for each other. That's going to be a topic for another matter. What I'm just saying right here is that his negative qualities are being romanticized. When he is being so fucking pretentious, it doesn't present it just as Wow, it's pretentious. It's, yeah, he's a little full of himself, but doesn't he sort of deserve it? It's like a really shitty light Yagami from Death Note. Oh my god, what a comparison. <laughs> Considering that most people have an extreme hatred for light, which justified he's a dick, but at the same time, he's a good character. He's a good character, and I think this is just sort of high school recreation I, and I think this is sort of just like high school film festival recreation of Light Yagami in a romantic setting. And it just doesn't fully work. And don't get me wrong, some of the dialogue definitely has merit and a lot of it is quite good. I just wish that the show wasn't so far up its own ass because it really feels like it's trying to impart on you sincere and genuine thoughts about the world that are deep as hell. But I really feel like I'm just on the subreddit. I don't know if you're familiar, Sean, but I'm 14 and this is deep. Oh, God. <laughs> That's this show way too often, and not all the time. I'm not saying that all of the dialogue falls in that camp, but too much of it does, and lacking in self-awareness in those moments. Which isn't to say it has no self-awareness, but it has moments where it critically fails, and it irks me deeply. Fair enough, Remington. I feel like that's a valid criticism. Uh, another one of my criticisms, and this applies to every single character. Why the fuck, and this is a sincere question, why is everyone's first impression something sexual? After anything anybody ever does, the first comment in a scene is almost certainly, oh wow, you wanna fuck? Or, oh ha ha, this deadpan innuendo. And everything is a half-joking assumption of sex. The number of times you had that exact same premise done by every character, from the little sister to the friends, just everybody is in on it. Every Everybody in this world is so focused on sex. Hate to break it to you, Remington, but so's the rest of the world we live in. No, but not to this extent, not to the extent where it's literally every conversation that's had has to include it. It was to a ridiculous extent. I also found it real creepy as a branch of this note, his interactions with his sister, which, oof. Honestly, his sister relationship isn't the worst we've seen by any means. I'm not saying it's the worst. We have seen some terrible shit. But just because it's not the literal worst, I don't think that the only person I can criticize who has ever lived is Hitler because he's the worst. I think I can criticize others for exhibiting bad behavior. I mean, honestly, they address the trope of the little sister loving her big brother uh, too much really quickly to the point where it's kind of making fun of it, and the first thing he says after we're introduced to the sister character is, what kind of uh, fool would uh, fall in love with their little sister? 
Oh yeah, and that's fine if you then didn't have both of them have innuendo towards each other at multiple moments in just the first three episodes in really weird and uncomfortable ways. So sure, if they just made it a joke at the very beginning and then ignored it, then I would think that your point has some more merit. Unfortunately, that's not how they execute it. Honestly, I think it's harmless. It's just some average teasing that kind of plays with the trope and... Uh, subverts it to an extent that it's enjoyable How to watch. How does it subvert it? It's just deadpan. That's the only subversion. The only subversion is that it's quote-unquote joking, and that's it. It's still weird as fuck. Don't make sexual comments about your little sister, especially when, especially don't do it frequently. <laughs> I don't think that that is a wildly controversial statement. It's not, but honestly, I don't think it's that much of an issue in this show. It just kind of fits in with the rest of the world, honestly. And it... But that's the problem. That is the overall tree of which his branch came from. Everyone is obsessed with sex and makes deadpan jokes about, oh, you want to fuck? Oh, you're trying to be sexy? Oh, you're trying to flirt or fuck me? And just everyone has that exact same mentality. It's a very one-note idea that I have no idea is so pervasive because it doesn't need to be in this world. Even though it exists in our world? But not to that extent. You're distorting reality to try and make it match this show's distortion of reality. But quite frankly, Remington, aren't like 80% of our conversations laced with sexual tension? I mean, that's just because we want to fuck each other, but not everybody wants to fuck each other at all times, Sean. <sighs> I disagree, Remington. <laughs> In, in your world, in your world, there's just sexual tension brimming from every orifice that any person holds. Eye holes, ear holes everywhere, Remington. The tension is palpable. You could cut it with a knife, and I love it. And that actually might be why I'm single. <laughs> huh. uh, but it just, those are the elements that bothered me the most, because ultimately, I think that they have bought into a false view of reality. And so while some moments are genuinely very thoughtful, very interesting, very unique and captivating and done better than most shows that we have seen, unfortunately, others, I think, are just as bad, if not worse, than many that we've seen. And because it is so confident in this view of reality that it has created for itself, it almost feels like a weird ideology dogmatically flowing from the screen at times where it's, this is the view of reality and this you must accept. And almost as if it's above anybody who disagrees, which I think is overall silly. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't have merits. It doesn't mean that the characters aren't interesting, but it's definitely a pivotal flaw. And those are the reasons why, though I overall think that I like it, I really don't want to. And Remington, honestly, that is where a lot of people are hesitant because this show does a lot of things really amazingly. Even some of the things you think are just weird and wrong. Overall, people enjoy the show and love watching it, especially the first three episodes. They loved that little uh, introduction to these two characters as well as their main story arc and how they get closer together as a, a couple and in a relationship. And I will say this uh, from the get-go, Remington, the rest of the series is about the other girls that he interacts with, but only one of them actually has any kind of feelings towards him and they are never met with actual, what's the word I'm looking for? 
validation because he is thoroughly entrapped by Mai the entire series, and you have no doubt in your mind that they are uh, going to try and do that bullshit harem thing where it's like, will he end up with this girl or this girl or maybe this teacher, perhaps? Overall, the story ends up telling the kind of story it wanted to tell in the first place, which is coming-of-age issues mixed in with a bit of supernaturalness and some interesting character development throughout the series. And don't get me wrong, I always appreciate when they don't go the harem anime route, where obviously we all know who they're going to end up with, but for some reason it likes to pretend just so it can get a shipping community behind it, and that's the sole reason, because it's not like it has anything else of merit to discuss. Not this show, but every harem anime ever. Technically, Remington, this is considered a harem anime because it's one male protagonist surrounded by multiple female uh, side protagonists. The only difference is everybody who thinks that all the other characters are great all agree that my son is best girl and she will always be uh, the best girl and he will go with nobody else. There's only one other character that might have that kind of weight. And in the first three episodes, you only hear her mentioned by name. As the story progresses, you learn more and more about her, some more strange things pop up, and then eventually they're going to release the movie, which is coming out this June, which I find to be really interesting and exciting. I'm curious to see how it'll be handled, uh, where we actually find out what happens in regards to that one character. But overall, it's very mature in the way it handles its other characters. I would say that so far, I think you've stumbled on an interesting note of maturity, and I think that... This can really relate to my primary problems because I love the elements that show maturity, the elements that show that thought and nuance have been placed, that thought and nuance have been placed into the ideas, the execution, the dialogue, the characters. But then it also has moments of immaturity. And I'm not just talking about the characters, who, of course, it's a coming of age. It's expected that they're not fully mature yet. I'm talking about the show and its delivery and execution itself. It has moments where it is still quite immature, and then it forgets that nuance, and it poses things with far too much certainty. And so in the mature elements, I really enjoy it. But in the less mature elements, I think that they are juvenile and simply take away from what could have been. In a lot of ways, this is like the exact opposite of Citrus for me. With Citrus, it was critically flawed, but I wanted to support it because of the things that it had going for it. For this one, it has good elements, but for almost the exact same or rather opposite reasons... I don't really want to enjoy it. Remington, can't you just like things? Can't you just have fun for once in your life? I mean, yeah, you were there for episode 50. You were also there for the good old Cory in the House episode. Umar-chan, Cory in the House, yeah, give me some Forest Fairy 5. Those things I like. You know what else I like, Sean? What do you like, Remington? Completely only semi-related. The anime dog of the day Twitter. Oh my <laughs> god, I love it so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> can can I just shout out the anime dog of the day Twitter? We are not at all related to them. We have not contacted to them. We are following them on Twitter and it brightens every single one of my days. But that, that brings me joy. That I, I love. <laughs> we are literally only following two people. <laughs> 
one of them is Crunchyroll because, hey, maybe one day Crunchyroll will give us that sweet, sweet uh, subbing money and we'll get to whore them out for them. Uh, because I'll be honest, if you want us to whore something out for you, you can give us money and we'll do it. <laughs> we have no shame. And the other one is the Anime Dog of the Day Twitter. God, I love it. Which, quite frankly, it's a great Twitter. I mean... You uh, know, maybe that's what this show really needs. It needs just a pure, sincere dog. Because so often, this show was trying to be a little too cool for my liking. And so maybe, if instead of trying to be so cool, it just added an adorable pup that everyone loves and is just pure and lovely and adorable. I mean, oh. they have two cats that make regular appearance. Have we seen the cats? Yes. Uh, the oh, wait, we saw... I remember seeing one cat and I liked it. Yes. Yes. Did and, we see the other? Uh, not yet, no. Uh, eventually, they adopt a kitten that they find in a box. You know, classic uh, scenario. And uh, it has some other uh, story-based things. But eventually, there is a little cat to compliment the big cat. And it's very cute and very adorable. You can you actually uh, see uh, Kaede, which is the little sister, holding the uh, two cats in her little brief appearance in the opening. Uh, yeah, in the opening. Oh, God, I love anime animals. Sean, can't we just do... Oh, something with a really cute dog next week. With a really cute dog. I, I'm... <laughs> Please, Sean. That's my only... If, if, you're, if you're looking for ideas, don't worry. Boy, do I have a Twitter for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, considering the last uh, dog they mentioned for today was a uh, dog from One Piece, I don't think you want to get into that. Oh, God. Uh, or, you know, one of the ones from uh, Kuroko no Basket, but no. oh, oh! Cute dog! Terrible fucking show. Uh, a lot of people will disagree with you, man. But again, that's something for us to decide if we ever come back to it. Uh, but honestly, I'll do what I can to see if I can get you a good dog anime, or an anime with a dog, or at least something with something cute in it. Perfect. Yeah, this show was about uh, decent characters with interesting uh, ideas and subplots, and it was nice, quick, and easy to make up for the monstrosity that I did uh, last week, being Bleach. Uh, and don't get me wrong, guys, we've gotten a lot of responses based on uh, our Bleach episode, and I really appreciate it. I think they're really well thought out, and a lot of you still will defend it and love it, and that is well within your right. Uh, you, will we ever get Remington to like it? Probably not. Will, <laughs> it's so bad. Will I ever, uh, you know, fall back in love with it? Definitely not. <laughs> uh, but I will still always have a fun place in my heart for it. Whereas this show, I really enjoy. It was highly rated of my anime of last year, but again, I'm not certain it's in my top three anymore due to some of the reasons that you've actually dictated, Remington. Yeah, and before we finish, I would like to end on a more positive note. I want to talk about something that I think is possibly the strongest or the most interesting element of this anime for me. And it wasn't the love story, though I thought that was pretty good, though also critically flawed because some of the writing was just a little bit too precious and quaint in their flirtatious moments. So overall, though, I think it was successful. Definitely not my favorite thing. The number one thing about this anime for me was the ideas presented. Not all of them, but some of them. The ideas of, for example, just her invisibility overall, the idea of being shoved into the limelight, but as soon as you aren't there, you are invisible. And that dichotomy between that, it has elements of Spirited Away or Your Name or from the very first episode we did on Umaru-chan of this same idea that we've talked about quite a lot. And so if you want us to see, if you want to hear us explore this type of idea further, 
any of those three episodes we touch on it. <laughs> Even though the Spirited Away episode will likely make you very upset. <laughs> I mean, it could be argued that all of them will for one reason or another. You do tend to make people very angry, Remington. I have noticed that. <laughs> it's not my fault that I have been cursed with being right all the time, Sean. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, Evey. And Remington, where do you stand finally on this show? You're on the fence, but you really don't want to like it, but you can't help but finding a lot of things you do like about it. Is that about right? Yeah, I think that ultimately it's going to get a thumbs up, but it's not going to be ranked wildly high. It has some elements that are amazingly high that I would rate eight, maybe even nine out of ten, but it has others that are just in the abyss, that are borderline insufferable in some moments, or confusing, or don't make sense. And so that prevents it from getting a really high ranking from me. If 5 is absolute neutrality, then I'd probably go somewhere between a 5.5 to 6 for this one. That is interesting, because I believe, Remington, I don't know if I told you in the first half, but this show actually has a very high rating on Mal. Yeah, yeah, it has what, an 8.5 you said? Yep. Which is... Fine. I disagree, but I disagree with almost every single weeb rating we've had. Considering you rated Cowboy Bebop as just okay, <laughs> which is literally one of the highest rated anime of all time, both in Japan and here stateside. So really, Remington, your ratings of high quality anime to the vast majority of the population are a bit controversial, to say the least. <laughs> Hey, at least I've been moderately consistent and almost always honest. <laughs> some people some people have accused me of putting on a character or or being too contrarian. Uh nope, I just don't like anime and that's why we did the podcast. It's not be it's not me being deliberately contrary, it's just who I am. You can't fake this much of assholery. It's uh <laughs> it's a divine gift that he's been given not only to make people laugh but also to make people cry and want to kill him on the spot it's a double-edged sword really and remington whether or not you find this show to be just okay or whether it'll get better for you or honestly if you start to dislike it which honestly is fine i'm not going to be too heartbroken over it because honestly my opinion went of it went a little bit down honestly i think ultimately if it does decide to drop out of my top three of 2018 the only thing I can think of off the top of my head that would replace it that, of course, is not a sequel, because sequels are automatically exempt from these ratings, is probably a show called Hina Matsuri. And though that means nothing to you, it will soon. It should just be Slime Reincarnate, because Rimuru is best girl. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's also best boy, if you think about it. He, he's best androgynous ooze. Androgynous ooze. <laughs> oh, man, I loved it when they opened up for Daft Punk earlier. That was a great show. It was a bit sticky in the end, but I figured that's just the usual case when you combine ooze and Daft Punk. Hey, if you're not a bit sticky after a concert, you didn't rock out hard enough. <laughs> that's a general rule of thumb. That's why every time I go to a classical symphony, I always just coat myself in jelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how off the rails we can go so quickly. It's fine. We're a comedy podcast. It's not like people expect us to be accurate all the time. <laughs> or good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look on the bright side, Remington. 
at least like five people think we're good. Oh, I'm so happy. Thank you for those five people. For all the others who listen without thinking we're good, I appreciate your resilience. But for the five who genuinely laugh, man, you guys are the ones. The ones who really need to go into therapy. <laughs> I have to ask Remington, do you want to go watch some more Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai? Uh, maybe an episode or two? And I think we can do that. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed our in-depth discussion on the maturity or immaturity of bunny girls, please... Leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or honestly, if you want to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or you can send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com, or even better, just go to the Anime Dog of the Day Twitter. They are so good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're good, but they don't have any connection to us. God, I wish they did. I mean, if they wanted to sponsor us, we would definitely agree to it, but I don't know what a, a dog-based Twitter could provide. <laughs> They're providing whatever they can. They're giving an anime dog every day. As far as I'm concerned, that's as good as a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here f first, guys. All you need to get us to endorse your product is cute dogs. Uh, but at any rate, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, don't fuck your sister. Except apparently in this anime, it's totally okay. It's different. Shut up. <laughs>